0: Welcome to the High Ground Podcast. I'm CBW. And Callum. Today we're looking at uh, Bruce Lee. We're celebrating Chinese New Year as of recording, which was uh, last Friday as of recording. So Gongzi Fakai. And so we're celebrating the uh, life of the man, the myth, the legend that is Bruce Lee.
1: So. Probably the most famous Chinese person ever. Yes. And All uh, American, isn't he really? Yeah, he's multi,
0: mixed he cultural, really.
1: Yeah.
0: And uh, so, what was your first introduction to Bruce Lee?
1: Um. Oh God. Um. I think my nan. Uh, like, my nan is a lot of these origin stories for how I get into films. But um, yeah, no, she she always used to describe like "Enter the Dragon" to me. I think it was. When I used to think because it was obviously I was growing up when Mortal Kombat came out. So I thought, well, that sounds really similar to Mortal Kombat minus, like, the gore and stuff. So um, when I finally did get to watch it, like, I was, just, I was blown away. Like, I had to go and find all the rest of his films as well. And I remember back then, you could get the box set with the VHS, and versions of the film, and on each spine it formed a picture of Bruce Lee. Oh, nice. And, uh, however, I was well proud of having that, so um, yeah, I think that was my first introduction, what about you? Uh, so
0: yeah, to me, everybody knows, uh, you know, uh, I'm a product of the 80s, so Bruce Lee was named, you know he was a martial arts star, but uh, it was really Brandon Lee, uh, Showdown in Little Tokyo, and yeah. then of course, Rapid Fire, and The Crow, so it's sort of like... I always knew that was Bruce was being Brandon's father, and uh, this great martial artist, and uh, it wasn't until a few years later that I actually started watching his movies, because, you know, and in the time when Brandon was around, uh, you know, with, uh, especially with Showdown in Little Tokyo, is when you got the Van Dames and the Seigal's were all, it's like the little renaissance of yeah. the Kung Fu martial arts. So. It's sort of like in every one of them, you know, does hark back to Bruce Lee. So yeah. Bruce Lee was always being in the consciousness, but it's sort of like as actually watching his films, it was a a, a few years after that. So you look in the late nineties for me. Yeah. So because I really, you know, it's like these these they, like martial arts do does go. It, it's like a little. It there are fads. There are it's like. Uh, I can see it coming around. The martial arts genre coming around again with the successor Cobra Kai, but looking into it. But uh, Bruce Lee Lee's always been big. Yes, he, he... Yeah. So uh, yeah,
1: I think you can even see like the if you go into the eighties, it's when you start getting more martial arts films arising. And things. you know, even something like the Karate Kid. It's not really like a you know the same sort of martial arts film, but it's like the martial arts as a sports film and know, we had people like, um, I uh, well, Sunny Tuba was the 70s as well, wasn't yeah. he? But, um, is it, um, start to get women as well, like, simply uh, a uh, Rothrock, yeah, that's it, Rothrock. Rothrock I'm trying to dig my name there, um, and things like Ninja the Domination, you know, straight, everything was Ninja in the straight. 80s, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah. Straight to video, uh, with the the US
0: market, they would churn them out, uh, literally multiple ones a year. I mean, I watched, this uh, this morning. I watched a uh, a fantastic documentary on Netflix, Iron Fists and Kung Fu Fu Kicks, which traces the history from the 70s uh, to present day. And it it, it was fascinating, you know, The Draw Brothers and Golden Harvest and and the dubbing and everything like that. And it, it touches on the 90s and the Americanization and everything that came after Bruce Lee's death. Yeah. So uh, and you know and how Bruce Lee went over and and changed changed kung fu movies from being the you know the whole wire work and uh, yeah the fantastical operatic to more of a realism.
1: Yeah, I mean, I there was a phase, wasn't there, in the early two thousands, late nineties, where it was all the like the the ballet kind of martial arts films, like. Uh, Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon, and House of Flying Daggers, and yeah. stuff like that, and uh, Hero as well, obviously. Yeah, but that all started from um, like the Matrix. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, exactly. I mean, uh, the Matrix is another one of those sort of like the renaissance of martial arts films, wasn't it? Unintentionally, I think. Yeah, uh,
0: and this is this uh, this does all stem back to what Bruce brought to the American uh, culture.
1: Yeah, and even 100%. though. He,
0: even though he was passed over with his idea for uh, Kung Fu the series, which went to David Carradine. Yeah. Which is kind of weird. They had to train him, so him, they had to train him up. He's not a Kung Fu. No, didn't know yeah. Parents, I mean, I always
1: up. assumed he was because of the show, but yeah. I didn't realise he wasn't trained before either. No, it's... it's, uh, And he, he actually pitched the
0: idea, got rejected, but they did it anyway, but with, but with a, a more Caucasian looking
1: actor so weird isn't it I mean there's another weird little connection there as well because um, Quentin Tarantino always said if Bruce Lee had lived he would have been Bill which is a strange little connection Yeah, I always, David Carradine went on to play him. I would
0: have, I always thought Bruce Lee would have been perfect as Mei.
1: I thought yeah he, he probably would have done a double
0: that I
1: mean been. the guy that plays Mei is in the first part as well isn't he yeah one of the crazy 88s isn't he the head of the crazy yeah. 88s
0: so if we will be touching on uh, Quentin Tarantino, I know that. Uh it's I actually I actually watched uh I mean there's if you want the history of Bruce Lee, I mean there there's it's out there, it's on YouTube and everything. And
1: uh Yeah, so much and
0: books, the amount have writing there is I mean I actually have the Tower of Gone through. I bought that when I was going through my little bit of a of a martial arts thing in the 2000s, early 2000s. Yeah. It's you know but uh I actually watched for the first time *Green Hornet*, an episode of the *Green Hornet*. Oh, the original series. Yeah. Yeah. It seemed to be like, uh, you know, like an, a more a more mature version of the Batman, which I know it was a spin off from Batman, but I couldn't get into it. I thought that no, it was when before Bruce Lee was a star, and you're watching, and you this guy eats up the screen. I don't care about everybody else. I don't care about the story. I just want to see Bruce Lee. At a good camera angle, kicking someone's ass rather than... Yeah. And I've seen clips of it, the of the Batman sorry, episode. No. So Clips of the Batman episode, and the, the high yeah. angles and everything, and it's just Bruce Lee goes like, oh my God, you've got all these people there, and you've got Bruce Lee. Who cares about Batman, Robin, and when the scene where he's fighting, that's all of him fighting Robin. And I going, come on, Kato! Do you want like to see more
1: Cato?" <laughs> I know, it's a little bit sort of hokey, isn't it, when you compare it to like, his films often have, like, quite mature background, like, backstories, don't they, like, to do with, like, gangsters and stuff like that. And it's just so weird watching... Yeah, it's very much in the vein of Batman, isn't it? Yeah.
0: I, you know, I really, I really uh, wanted to enjoy it, but I was like, I can't watch it. it. was a hard watch. When you find reaching for your phone to do more research, I was, yeah. I was like, yeah. I was like, find something else. I like, got it on. I'm like, find, find something else that's more relevant but uh it's you know uh i mean we're, we are we are going to touch on the films uh, but uh, how you know how he was a child star because of his father and yeah. uh and and that whole love of films which I meaning he was an actual film director i mean when you look at uh way of the dragon yeah and how beautifully that shot and you know uh Some of the scenes that he actually shot for *Enter the Dragon*, it's you know he he knew framing, he knew all the elements, what what worked, which made him much you know more than just your standard uh, kung fu star goes on uh, just goes on there and does his work. He knew how to frame
1: everything, where the cameras were. Yeah, because I mean, if I'm not mistaken, he didn't he choreograph everything as well himself. Yeah. Yeah, so I mean, like it, it you'd be the perfect person to do that I mean, actually think *Way of the Dragon* is probably the the best one outside *Event of the Dragon*.
0: I for years I've always said that my one was *Fist of Fury*, and I yeah. I do like *Fist of Legend* the Jet Li version. But after watching it again, you know, watching all these movies, I actually I agree. I think *Way of the Dragon* is is superb, but there's a few things that niggled me about. Uh, Fist Fury watching this for the first time in if, after a few years, which I will go on to when we start, when we look at that one yeah. so uh, might as well start with the start we'll, just look, at, we'll look at his cinema, cinema, cinematic career, starting with The Big Boss
1: yeah but, um, it's, that's probably the one I saw last actually, funnily enough because um, I mean, there's no real order you, I mean, if you want to watch them in order from when they came out, you can but I, I think I sort of watched them out of order um, but, yeah, no, um, that's the one with the ice, isn't it? Yes. Yeah, they get chopped up. In, yeah, yeah. I, um, Yeah, no, I really like the boss. I think the fight at the end is really good, isn't it? Yeah. But I think it was called something else, wasn't it? Wasn't it called... Wasn't it actually called Fist of Fury? Yeah. Which fucked up Fist of Fury coming up. It's... Uh, see, this is where... Yeah,
0: because there was that, and it was... They changed. They had to change all the, all the names around the big boss let me just yeah I remember the good old days when you had to use Halley World's film guide to find out this sort of information original yeah, title. now we can
1: just click a button <laughs> yeah
0: original it says on INDB original title Tang Shan Da Zong oh okay. I'm sure
1: one the of them boss. was swapped around like I think Fist it was just... Fury wasn't called. I can't remember what I it was now I do bit.
0: think the boss well the, the big boss was just the furious and Mr. Fury. What we know is Mr. Fury was the Chinese collection.
1: That's it. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah.
1: Way of the Dragon. Wasn't that Return of the Dragon? Because it was released after End of the Dragon. It's to do with like they do it with Jet Li. Some of Jet Li's films, not Jet Li. Yeah, Jackie Chan. There's a film called Armor of God, and uh, they never released the first one in America first. They released the second one first. So when they re-released. The original in america it was Armor of god too <laughs> yeah. that was the first one there's some weird like title conventions to do with the foreign market because they obviously just release it when they get it yeah
0: something becomes it's like i mean even in the 70s like it's today when something becomes big the big studios want to get hold of and the distributors like get hold of as much as they can yeah and as as soon as uh, Bruce Lee did The Big Boss, which was an overnight success in the states, sorry, totally not in the states, in China, uh, the Americas starts keeping track, and then then of course he got just Fury, and it's like literally they want him back, even though it's like yeah, he, he was someone that was uh, all but uh, forgotten about after uh, yeah. Green Hornet was Green Hornet was cancelled, and he couldn't. But then again, it, it was a it was a race thing back at the time. You had to yeah. appeal to the. Uh, to the caucasian market that's why in even in when it came to uh enter the dragon you've still got that three main star dynamic so that it isn't um an asian that's, that's carrying the film yeah but it was just kind of crazy when you think about it today because now uh you know people like uh, donnie yen
1: or jet lee or jackie chan open pictures on their own yeah i mean Johnny Yen's even, like, in the Western sort of world now, isn't he, with, him, with like, Rogue One and Mulan and things like that. I mean, it, it's it's quite a shame that they have to sort of, you know, because it's made for the, like you say, the, the American Caucasian market, they have to sort of break out there instead of, I mean, it, it's getting better. Like, a lot of them, I mean, something like It Man, yeah. that's probably, I would say, his breakout performance. Definitely. And it's kept in its original... Sort of, it's not dubbed or anything like that, so yeah, I think it's getting better. But, but yeah, back in the 70s and the early 80s, it was definitely there was no chance unless they released it in the States first, was there really?
0: Yeah, so, so I go to Donnie Yen. I mean, he when when he was announced for Rogue One, I was like, Yes, Donnie Yen, yes, yeah, so, I, I was like, You know what, this. Doesn't matter if, if this had been a terrible if Rogue One had been a terrible film, it, it would still mean that Donnie Yen is in a Star Wars film. And to me, that is one of the coolest bits of casting in, in yeah. modern in you know in the modern Star Wars films. That and along with Donald Glover as Orlando Carizian, which to me, those two just ooze off the screen. But uh yeah, and that's all possible because of Bruce. Yeah. It's uh yeah, and I mean, it's weird to even think that, you know, because Bruce in China was, un, was an unproven commodity. I mean, I, I, he he was known because, right, when it was exported, the Green Lantern, not Green Lantern, the Green Hornet, <laughs> the Green Lantern is known as China anywhere, unless, of course, it was in for a podcast, which was still one of the ones we've done in defense of Green Lantern. That's one my one plug for us. Uh, yeah, Green Hornet was known as the Cato Show, from right. Oh, right, I didn't know that. Well, that's what the audience uh, said. It was just Kato yeah. was the, you know, of course, because he, he he translates over. He does, uh, I'm just looking at it by, yeah, not somewhere. something that hit me, and this is a, you know, and this is one thing that I well, I think it's cool anyway. You look at the scene where uh, Bruce is eating uh, rice with chopsticks. Yeah. Because I was going, I'm a very picky eater. Uh, and when I was starting you know uh, e- eating Chinese food and uh, rice was always the thing and I like I'm traditionalist I eat with chopsticks and that and watching the big boss was how I learned how to actually eat rice with chopsticks oh,
1: I've, the, I've always failed with chopsticks so I really do want to try though uh,
0: <laughs> it's it's it it's it's an art and, and I love it I mean I'm sorry I, I it doesn't matter if I go to a restaurant anywhere I do and, and it was watching, and it was watching The Big Boss. Is actually the reason why I know how to eat rice. So thank you, Bruce. <laughs> but,
1: uh, uh, yeah. So what? The so, Big Boss is probably the one I actually don't remember the most. Not out uh, of because it's bad or anything like that. I mean, the fight sequences are still perfect. But it's just, I think it's the one I've seen the least amount of time I don't know if
0: you about that about, about you. I I completely agree with I do completely agree with that. I mean, I, it it's it's it doesn't lack. I know this is gonna sound really weird because of, uh, I I watching the, the watching a documentary on Enter the Dragon, the Curse of the Dragon, which will completely contradict what I say, but it, to me it, it seems like his least confident film. Because it's so sort of yeah. like he, it's like this is Bruce Lee at the start. And even though that I know from watching like the Curse of the Dragon, that he, he wasn't at the start of filming of uh, Enter the Dragon, he wasn't that confident. But it actually feels like it with, with uh, the big boss because it just doesn't. And I know he was second fiddle to, was it James Tian?
1: Yeah, that's right. Yeah.
0: And they changed it when they got the dailies back that it would be James Tian's character that got killed off, not Bruce's. So because yeah. he had that that presence and it, it's quite graphic the chopping people up sticking sorry if you don't haven't seen a Bruce Lee film i'd just turn off watch them, and come back because we are going to be loading this for spoilers uh pause that's it i'll go back and uh yeah so uh it it does seem to me i know in terms of like some of the, the things that they do that is the most violent
1: yeah i think it yeah, like, it's probably the most gruesome one, isn't it? Yeah. Like, I, they don't really get much more gruesome than that, I don't yeah, think. I mean, and if you watch it now, like, whatever people are used to it now is probably quite tame, but it is still, like, I mean, for the time if you consider it, for just a martial arts plot, it's still quite sort of grisly, isn't it? Yeah.
0: An outsider. Ruth likes to play the outsiders coming into a to town. He does, yeah. He, who's made a promise on a jade pendant not to fight, he made the promise to his mother and his family. So he keeps getting pushing and pushed, watching all this stuff till he he has to break that sacred vow to his mother. So he has to
1: fight and it's, you know... I really have to wonder if when when Clint Eastwood made Unforgiven, if he was sort of unconsciously channeling that story because that's exactly the same, isn't it? You know, yeah. like this this guy that that's pacifist now and he gets pushed so far that he has to break his promise. You know, it, it seems like the same plot, basically.
0: Come on, it's not the
1: first time Western cinema's stolen
0: from... No, definitely not. Nope. Star Wars! <laughs> <laughs> One Star Wars reference, we got it in. <laughs> yeah, uh... Well, uh, it's, you know, you got the start of it, which is, you know, the, the, the no, I don't, don't want to fight, I stay out of trouble, you know, bye by the rules, then breaking yeah. the rules, which, you know, uh, it's... And the ending, when he crosses the line and he literally goes into battle and basically he, he becomes a murderer. I know they're bad people, but he still murders them. Some of it, yeah. you know, and... Uh, he and the police arrive at the end. It's sort of like saying that you are going to pay. You you became in essence. You're doing what's wrong, and two wrongs don't make a right. So he has to go to. He has to be taken away by the police, and it's it's not really a happy ending when you think about it. He's trying no, to. It's do... Quite damn weak. Yeah, he's trying to do what's right, and doing what doing what's right does have consequences. So. You know, you could argue that the film does go against his philosophy, some of his philosophies, but in the end, it does go back that any action you does does have, a, there's always another reaction to your actions. So if you go down the violent path for the right reasons, you're still doing the wrong path, which will ultimately lead to no good coming to you. Yeah. It's very. It's a very weird thing it is it's like a lot of times you know the good guy will will take out the bad guys murder them and kill them and there are no consequences but this year does in in this there is consequences
1: yeah it's almost i mean a lot of people sort of criticize the Bruce Lee's films of being sort of simplistic and just you know fighting and that but there is quite a few I mean I never considered that until just until you just said that. Like I mean that's quite deep, isn't it? Yeah. For so what's just a simple action fighting film.
0: I mean, I well, no, so this, not in the last seven days I've been literally watching and reading so much. So it and I read something literally literally after I made some of my notes about how the ending uh what of it Game of Death, I think there's a few endings because Hong Kong cinemas Has to show for his reaction, his actions, he has something bad that has to happen to him because of the culture that you know you're breaking the rules and stuff. Yeah, and I mean, I'd already noticed that through uh, especially through Fist of Fury, which we will go into and I'll I'll elaborate more when we go on to it. But if I saw that, the on about Game of Death, I think this might be on IMDb where I read this, it does actually just fit in with all of his films. And, yeah, oh, all of his uh, uh, Shaw Brothers, brother, Golden Harvest Hong Kong films, it does come across that his actions are there are consequences to his actions, so
1: yeah, it's I the... think Game of Death is sort of overshadowed by the fact that he died, so it seems like two different movies, doesn't it? When mm-hmm. you watch, it. I mean, you've got the dope, the sort of the Dojo with all the different levels where he fights Kareem Abdul bar. is it? It is, yes. Yeah, and then you've got like the stupid plot line they came up with to cover up <laughs> the fact that he died. Seven so m- it's quite a weird mixed bag of a film, isn't it? Really?
0: Seven minutes out of 30 minutes they could have used. Yeah. If you didn't do a story and they couldn't get the rest back. Yeah. But we will go on but- to. Uh, yeah, no, we have yeah. to leave that till we
1: go on to it. Yeah, we'll I mean, awesome, because but... yeah, that's gonna be an interesting one. <laughs> so Fist of Fury. See, that's that's one I remember more. That's like a sort of traditional Bruce Lee plot, isn't it, where he's his teacher's killed, isn't he? And you know, I think it's the isn't it the Japanese that
0: Yeah. are doing it?
1: Sick man of Asia. Yeah, yeah and it's it's that uh, I'm sure that little fella out of way the dragon's in it he, he is he's the interpreter yeah that's it yeah um yeah no i've, I've yeah fist of is that fight at the end in the, in the dojo is fantastic isn't it in uh,
0: the, the garden sorry not yeah. the dojo
1: <laughs> oh the, the bushido versus uh versus kung fu yeah i, I mean it, it's just I don't know, it's something new that will come up in each film, but it's just the choreography just seems perfect, doesn't it? Oh, it's superb. Like, it's, 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 it's not so much sort of opponent versus opponent, but mindset versus mindset, like you say with Bushido versus Kung Fu, you know, and it's, it, it is way more philosophical than everyone gives it credit for, isn't it? This is, this is a,
0: uh, this is, a uh, it's the whole Japanese versus China.
1: And the yeah. occupation. This is very political. It is, yeah, I mean because if, if anyone's not aware, like they do have a sort of antagonism towards each other, don't they? Yeah. And it's there's a scene where uh Bruce wants
0: to in, in in Hong Kong wants to go through the park. He can't because it's no, no Chinese <laughs> and no dogs, and there's a woman with a dog walking through and he the way in they won't let him go through unless he's on the lead. It's very, I, yeah. and the thing is, the guy that's uh, that's guarding the park is Indian, but
1: it's obviously been done with face. Yeah, I, I, I was yeah, like, wow, this is like, I, kind of, it's kind of like, sort of almost like a Chinese civil rights thing, isn't it? it is. The fact that they're not allowed in certain places, you know,
0: it just amused me in a bad way that, that they that they had this Chinese actor. Uh
1: you know Played in like, India. like what they do in America. That yeah, it's so bad. I know. Oh. When you watch these older films there are some like questionable decisions, aren't there with things like that?
0: But when you but when you see it our countries, it's like, oh it's not just the Americans that do this.
1: No, it's everyone. <laughs> mm.
0: it one of the fight scenes, you know, where uh, Bruce goes to the uh to the dojo of the karate lot first time with the sign yeah and he's surrounded by them all and all that was going through my head when I was watching that was, the, was uh, the music from Kill Bill just as uh, the bride taking out all the crazy 88s I was like that was
1: pure homage yeah you can see how much like creeps into that film can't you from Bruce Lee. I mean, he literally beats up the whole room, doesn't he? Yeah. And it's basically the same. Yeah, the same thing. I mean, he doesn't chop them up or anything like that, but it's the concept is the same, isn't it?
0: And he he makes them eat their words. Yeah. And it. The thing is, and this is one thing because I, I, I've always thought for years this was my favourite one of his, but, looking back. You know, sorry, looking at it now, I think he's a bit of a psychopath in it because he goes way he kills people. It's not like he he does it, but it's sort of like he becomes the villain. Yeah. There's revenge, and then there's revenge, and that was all out revenge, like leaving people hanging.
1: Yeah, on the lampposts. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm. I, I like you said before, though. I always think it's sort of. He's getting pushed so far that the only way to fight back is to become like the bad guys, basically, isn't it? I mean, it doesn't go to the certain extremes in the other films. Like, I don't think he kills that many people in *Way of the Dragon*, does he? Only was it Chuck Norris, just maybe? And there, one else before Chuck Norris. Possibly, yeah. I mean, but it's always like a. He's defending himself, isn't he? Mm. Whereas, yeah, in the Fury, he is a bit of a, a psychopath. <laughs> well,
0: was calling the cop. What we'll do is, we have enough evidence about the poison. Nah, no, I'm just going to go ahead and kill them all.
1: Yeah, screw it. <laughs> Bruce Lee justice.
0: Yeah, and the look on his face as he does it, his expressions, it's like, he's getting all his anger out. Yeah. Which again, like with Big Boss, goes to the ending. Where he, there's a realization to save the school, he knows he's done wrong. Well. So, what he's going to have to do is sacrifice himself. And so, when you see the last shot, and he going out and you he, hear the gun, and you hear all the guns shooting at him, it's like, that's the only thing they could have had. That's the only ending really they could have had. Yeah. Because it would have all escalated and escalated and escalated.
1: Oh. Yeah, and then he would have become. What he was fighting against?
0: Yeah,
1: yeah. I think that the first two films, that's like they're like warnings, aren't they, really, about how to pursue justice and stuff like that.
0: Yeah, because martial arts for defense only. Whereas, uh, yeah. Whereas he's crosses the line and use it uses for attack.
1: Yeah.
0: It's like when he goes to the uh, goes to the Japanese uh, karate school. It's He's out
1: for a fight. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, he's not, he's not sort of, it's not them coming to his dojo and kicking off, is it? It's like he he, he wants revenge. Yeah. You know, most of, like, I think, I don't know, Way of the Dragon, it's, it's mostly like the fence, isn't it? A lot of the time, because he's trying to help the restaurant. But a lot of his other films, like, seem sort of, he's taking the fight to them. Yeah. You know, with the exception, he's like supposed to be a spy in the Dragon, isn't he? So that's a bit more sort of yeah. Western plot. But oh. yeah, it's all like they're always usually gangsters, aren't they? Usually in the earlier films. But
0: you'd also argue though with 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 Mr. Fury, he's showing that the Chinese are not the weak men of Asia; that they can yeah. kick ass if they want to.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: No, not weak man, sick man of Asia.
1: But uh realise all that sort of political stuff when I was younger. You know, when you're younger you're watching it, you sort of just you are there for the action, aren't you? But that stuff's in the background. I mean I've I i would not have ever picked up on that when I was younger no. until I, I was a bit more wise of the world.
0: I mean like So it's
1: all sort of there, isn't it, if you want it.
0: Like Robocop.
1: Yeah, exactly, yeah. Or
0: Starship Troopers.
1: Yeah.
0: Or Star Wars Phantom Menace. <laughs> or Blade Runner. <laughs> oh
1: yeah.
0: <laughs> Way of the Dragon then. Written, directed, and pretty much
1: everything else done by Bruce Lee, including. Yeah, I, you can tell as well, can't you? Oh, yeah. I, mean, I think before Enter the Dragon it's like the perfect film, isn't it? Yeah. Oh. It's, it's, I mean, uh
0: Again, Bruce playing an immigrant in a strange land. Yeah, Uh, you know it is a a, a thread that goes through the Chinese, the uh, Chinese movies, setting it in Rome. Well, the thing I did notice is the white characters are very black exploitation cinema.
1: Yeah, it's. I mean, it's quite strange, isn't it? When you listen to the like the doves, you obviously know that's not the original person's voice, but yeah, it does sort of. It it feels very black exploitation, doesn't it? Actually,
0: Right guys the bad guys so and really just they didn't have that whole that, the whole uh foxy brown uh yeah and uh you know shaft vibe to it
1: yeah it's nice to see um it was nice to see something set outside of china as well oh, yeah. like having i mean set in rome isn't it so it's nice to see them sort of try somewhere different because a lot of those films are all set in Asia aren't they usually yeah. the whole uh, about the uh, you know uh, uh,
0: in uh, James Bond Diamonds Are Forever this is hinted at the homosexual henchman but the uh, oh, yeah. but it is actually quite prominent in in Way of the Dragon
1: yeah it's also funny as well because i think Bruce is totally unaware of the fact that this guy's gay, isn't he? Yeah. <laughs> at at first.
0: And it's, it is actually. It, I, thought that, I thought that was an interesting, an interesting touch
1: to it. Yeah, especially for the
0: 70s. Oh, yeah. It, again, it's like saying, well, why can't... I know it was a, a camp stereotype, but it's like saying, well, why can't we have a henchman be, you know, be uh, be gay, I thought was yeah. a good little touch. The double nunchuck scene where uh, Bruce is fighting the bad guys, bringing his trademark weapon to the forefront.
1: Yeah, see, um, there's an interesting story behind that actually because well, for me, anyway, because when I saw it on video, um, that scene was cut out. Like he has the nunchucks, but he doesn't do the whole demonstration with them, and he, uh, my dad had seen that in cinema at some point over here when it came out and he said um i'm sure there was a whole scene where he does like a like a demonstration with them and i was like oh well there's nothing on here and then when i got it on dvd later finally um I saw it's the same for the dragon as well as a scene that they cut out didn't they because i think there was a spate of people going around sort of hurting themselves with nunchucks wasn't there yeah it's, uh, trying, to, trying to copy it
0: yeah it became a, a band in film i was is it still? In film? No, is is it still a banned weapon? Like No, I mean it was banned in films, you could always get nunchucks. Oh right, I see yeah. I remember in the early nineties going into a going around Leicester and there was a martial arts shop and I'd be looking at the nunchucks thinking. They're cool. That's what why, is it Michelangelo that uses them in turtles? Yeah. You know when you look at something you think, that is so cool, I want them and you never get them. Get around to getting them. <laughs> And it's like, if anyone really wants to gift us some real nunchucks, feel free.
1: <laughs> I mean, we probably can't use them very well, but they just look cool, don't they? Yeah.
0: Well, I've been looking at them lately. Or anything, but you'd see them and it's like, but... it's so cool. So, uh,
1: yeah. I actually really, I really love that scene with the nunchucks because it's the first time. He plays like a sort of guy that doesn't want to fight again, doesn't he, in the Dragon It's... Just feel cool when you see, like, these bad guys sort of beating the hell out of these fellas in the restaurant, and he's like, isn't there some guy that says, like, uh, show me Chinese boxing or Kung Fu or something, it? And, yeah. and he's like, no, no, you don't want to see it, and then he finally sort of shows them, and you think, wow.
0: <laughs> he's the reluctant insurance policy that the uncle sends over to the restaurant. Yeah. And it's, because uh, you got all the... The kitchen staff learning, even though the Chinese they're learning Japanese karate. Yeah. And because it's better than it's better than Chinese boxing. Yeah. And uh, and uh, so, but you have to have the others getting their asses kicked before they actually appreciate uh, Bruce's uh, style of kung fu.
1: Yeah. Because there's all basically that thing that pushes them to help, yeah. isn't there?
0: Yeah. But the nunchucks of that guy just picks them up, and you just trying to use them, and then Bruce doing all his,
1: ah. Oh. Like it's right. me, it's mesmerising to watch, isn't it? Like, I mean, I, I, I don't know if, I heard a rumour once, and I don't know if it's true or whether you can clear it up, but I've heard that they have to slow the film down when he's fighting sometimes because he's so fast. I don't know if that's true or not.
0: Jet Lee, I think they did that with Lethal 4. Bruce, they just oh, told really? him to slow they had to, they just told them to slow down. Oh right. Because everything was going they couldn't capture it on film. So they had to slow him, he had to slow down. Yeah. Cause I mean if you watch up the, the sparring footage it's just,
1: can't believe what you see in a lot of time, can you? I
0: thought you can tell it's not sped up because I there's the thing that really I mean, I'm not mentioning any named Stephen Seagal. Uh is when you're watching a lot of his scenes where you know you can tell it's double especially in his later work oh, and I can't stand oh, yeah. I can't stand films and it's my my biggest cinematic bugbear. is you can tell when something's been sped up. And yeah, it I hate it. I can't I it, it I, if you can't do something, don't do it. Don't speed the yeah. film up. It looks ridiculous. Yeah. It does. I, I really I can't Dan, that that's my one major cinematic bugbear i hate it when they speed film up but but bruce you know it's yeah they have the you know, slow down to get you on film but it's
1: i mean i even think that's maybe where the slow motion comes in handy isn't it because you can sort of it looks cool and you can slow it down as well so we can see every single move yeah i, mean, I can only imagine that he came up with that in the choreography yeah to sort of say, do this scene slower so everyone can see what I'm doing. See
0: how great I am. They are all there. I mean, Big Boss, uh, Fist of Fury, and Way of the Dragon were were, 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 were calling cards for for for, for the uh, Hollywood movies. Yeah. So, but interesting, it's set in Chinese New Year as well. When he goes over, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Uh, the. Uh, and you, you oh, before he gets to uh, fight Dritten Horace, which we will go into, uh, he's, fights, he's fighting uh, uh, Robert Wall, who will also appear in, Yes. He's uh, one of his mates.
1: Yes. This is what I
0: love, and this is absolutely fantastic. Is that he hires mates and... Uh, it's like he... Uh, or uh, his students
1: to be in his films yeah because so, i mean well but who would know it better than them I yeah rob wall's in quite is he not he's in Enter the Dragons*, lot, isn't he he is The and i'm sure he's in is he in any of the other ones or is it just those two
0: i think he's also in don't quote me on that he might be in uh uh what's it called game of death
1: yeah i think he is actually yeah
0: but that might be just in in the you know stuff that they actually use because there's a lot of game we we'll, we we'll go to one Game of Death. There's a lot of stuff that that they just stole from these other films, yeah, uh, just so that they could pad it out. But uh, Chuck Norris, who's uh, who did mean this is the the the, the big deal is you got uh, was it uh, Chuck Norris who trained with Bruce. Who, but yeah. he was known for judo, Brazilian jiu jitsu, taekwondo, and karate? That's just to name a few of them. I mean, he's uh, 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 versus uh Kung Fu Jeet Kune Do. And there's an interesting thing how at the start of the fight, uh, Bruce is getting his ass handed to him by yeah. by Chuck Norris, and there's a cat in the hair is watching him, you know, the whole cat in the scene and adapt yeah. and, and adapting. He has to, adapt. he starts, he, uh, Bruce makes his comeback when he adapts his fighting style rather than staying rigid to one form. He, he adapts like a, an MMA fighter would to take on all martial arts rather than saying I'm going to fight in one form. And that's how he wins. Yeah. And it follows his philosophy about martial arts being ever
1: evolving which is his Jeet Kune Do. I absolutely love that fight. I think like you said, with the cat, when it keeps cutting back, like the cat's watching. And just the, the setting as well, Like I mean, it does feel like they're two gladiators going yeah. at it, don't they, you know, of their respective fighting forms. And it, I think it's the first time you sort of see Bruce get knocked on his ass as well, isn't it? Yeah. Like properly. Because, I mean, Chuck Norris was at the top of his game then, wasn't he? Like he was was, in, he was like a Black Bell world champion, wasn't he? And oh, yes. I think I, I get the feeling that Bruce sort of respects him quite a lot. Yeah. Um, and you can tell in like even when he's forced to kill him he sort of puts his jacket over him doesn't he as a sign of respect and he doesn't do that very often in his films with no. his opponents does he
0: no no that, that, that is it. it's, it's a form of respect it's like he didn't want to kill him but he has to kill him and it's, it's, it was all you know obviously it is Bruce's vehicle Bruce was going to win and Chuck Norris played the bad guy, so he has to pay. And yeah. It, but it is two gladiatory, two gladiators in the coliseum having a fight, and it's, it's 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 perfection. It's what Bruce and Chuck Norris do, doing what they do best, and the scene's perfect.
1: Yeah, I'd probably say it's the best fight scene actually that he ever did. Definitely. In his films, I, th- I think. I mean, I used to sort of be a. The dragon was the like. I still feel like it's my favorite film, but it doesn't have as good a fight scene at the end as as Way of the dragon. I mean, both opponents are matched perfectly, aren't they? Rather than just some old guy with a metal claw. <laughs> yeah,
0: I've got so many theories about that film, but which we which we will go on to. But
1: yeah,
0: it is. It's perfect storytelling, and that scene alone. Is is, is it's, it's, it, it? It tells a story within the film. It does, and yeah. uh, it, it's perfection. And yeah,
1: and that's the one. It's that, almost, it's almost like a sort of East versus West, isn't it?
0: Yeah,
1: you know, like a like a Rocky Four kind of the uh, battle of the giants kind of thing, isn't it?
0: My my uh, my uh, judo versus your karate.
1: Yeah, essentially. Which you'd also argue is also Japan versus China. Yeah, I suppose. Yeah, it's not really West, is it? Um, yeah, it's I still suppose, a yeah, similar more idea- sort of thing. Like, like we say, though, isn't it? It's always the ideologies that are fighting rather than the opponents themselves, in a way, isn't it?
0: Yeah, and plus the fact that Chuck Norris's character had been paid off to kick his ass. Yeah. But I didn't see the ending coming with Uncle being the one that betrays them. Oh, yeah, I hate the Uncle. He's the right arsehole, isn't he? Yeah. And again, the cops arrive at the end, don't
1: they? Yeah, and they actually um, shoot the bad guys this time,
0: don't they? Yeah. (laughs) But Bruce is still standing there with blood on his hand, which again goes into the whole thing about uh, consequences for actions.
1: Yeah, and responsibilities. There is a really funny scene in The Way of the Dragon, actually, near the part with the prostitute. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> I, it still makes me laugh to this day because he just looks so, like, clueless, doesn't he, yeah. uh, about what to do. And I I always think, like, he injects the films with humour as well, though, doesn't he? Like, that there are really funny parts that actually do make you laugh.
0: He was innocent. He was innocent abroad. Yeah. And, and he comes across as that. I mean, the other ones, of course, he had, you know, not so... Not, well, the big boss he's you know he's been on with a promise and uh he's going nuts in fist of fury but there, there is an innocence about him in, in, in way of the dragon
1: yeah and i mean he even sort of grasps the basic understanding of setting up a, a humorous scene doesn't it? i mean yeah. when um i think it you know the, the the niece that's that sort of brings him back from the airport um when she's saying about I just smile at people when they smile back, and she's yeah. sort of doing everything that the, the gal's saying. Yeah, it, it's just funny. Brilliant, but then he he, you know, he studied film, so he yeah. had all this
0: knowledge that he could bring bring to it, and it's it's perfection. right? he's he's it's, it's, it's overshadowed though by Into the, the Dragon, though. Yeah, which is uh, which was. Think Bruce is a star, even though it's uh, John Saxon and I.
1: I will just pull this one up. Oh, the guy that plays Williams. Yeah. I his name now. He's in a lot of black exploitation films, isn't he? Yeah. It... Jim Kelly. Jim Williams. Kelly. That's it. Jim yeah. Kelly. Yeah. And him I think as well because this was the first sort of. It was held by Warner Brothers, wasn't it, really? Yeah. So I think it was like the first big. Hot, I don't know if it was wholly American, but you know, like it was the first one that was designed specifically to be shown in American markets, wasn't it? I mean, Bruce speaks his in his natural voice in this, which actually he has a really good English accent, doesn't he? I yeah. mean, he speaks really well. Like, there's, there was nothing, it was never to do with the fact that he didn't speak English. because he was Asian. Yeah i mean uh, you can tell as well because there's there's like a lot of american actors in it as well and english as well but it is basically it reminds me a lot of man with the golden gun for some reason i mean a lunatic living on an island and <laughs> it's is quite james bondish isn't it ah uh, you
0: basically just took off a car of my notes now
1: oh sorry it's
0: yeah it is i mean there's so much james bond it, i mean this was the first uh, actually american American Chinese co-production yeah so but you know yeah the the links to Bond you know so is, is uh, Bruce Lee could be James Bond and it does it yeah feels like you said man with the golden gun I mean Mr. Han is is definitely a Bond villain he's got the one hand like Dr. He's got the, the hand like Dr. No. He got
1: the costume yeah. like blofeld he's got the white cat yeah and... definitely i mean i i think they were sort of definitely going with an, an easier way for americans to get into it weren't they like because yeah. and, and, even at the beginning there's like a briefing scene with like quote quote, quote m isn't yeah. there like the, the english guy that works at mi6 and it, 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 it even when i was younger i could recognize the parallels like it, it was an easier way to get people into the martial arts thing if they knew it was something familiar already.
0: And he's on a mission. It's like, uh, you know, the start, when um, we we're, were introduced to Bruce Lee's character, he's actually, yeah. you could say that he's on a mission, he's uh, and then he gets pulled into it. It's very, yeah. you know, that the whole pre credit sequence of of James Bond, then you've got the story. It is, it, it's such a... It is is very Bond, and that's what the 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 ease of the appeal is, like you said.
1: Yeah, I I mean, there is almost like a point where you can tell. I think Golden Harvest sort of they co-produced it, didn't they?
0: Yeah.
1: So there is like you can tell the bits that Warner have done, and you can tell the, the bits that Golden Harvest have done because, you know, like the opening scene where he fights um, a young Sammo Hung in the ring at the beginning.
0: Apparently, I mean, I, I saw that that was and this only recently that he. He directed that bit after the Americans had gone home, just so that they could add it in because he wanted it to make. Oh them, right. So that he, so that by the opening sequence, you know the the, the whole Simon Hung thing. He's the star. Yeah. Not the other two. He's the star because he's having the opening scene. And they Yeah. Shot after the Iron Crew went home. I,
1: there's even a, a, like an opening scene like Bond, isn't there? I just yeah. didn't think of that. But um, I think you get like those scenes the more sort of eastern zen scenes like where he talks to that young fella about um you know where he's like let me think and he slaps him on the head yeah and um, that's all the sort of the philosophy of the martial arts side of it isn't it and this this flashback about his sister getting killed and stuff like that oh well she kills herself don't she but um but then yeah the, the, there's that absolute sh- paradigm shift isn't there to here's the americans and here's the mission and here's don saxon and jim gell you know like it's it's that that's the point where you can think Warner of sort of... That's their part, isn't it?
0: Yeah, because they've got enough material that if this does play out, they can just re-edit it and get one element out of the film or turn it into yeah. a secondary character because that way you've got Jim Kelly and uh, John Saxon who can literally
1: rein it in. Yeah, I mean, I always remember... Because I saw it after Nightmare on Elm Street, I was always like, oh, it's Nancy's dad. Yeah, <laughs> I was the same. But he's actually good. He, he, him, he is good.
0: Uh, John Saxon and Jim Kelly are good. They're like a good double act. Yeah, John
1: Saxon's like a pussy magnet in that film, isn't he? Oh, yeah. <laughs> the amount of... He's just so cool in it.
0: Well, look at Jim Kelly when he gets all those women and it's sort of like... Yeah. I'll have that one, that one, that one, and that one. But another thing with the women, it's sort of like how you've got the undercover woman. Or it is yeah, already infiltrated yeah. again. James Bond. Mate, is it May Ling? Is That a name or something like that, isn't it? Yeah. And you got uh, you got his mate Robert Wall as well. Being the guy that yeah. the the guy that does the dishonorism.
1: O'Hara. Yeah.
0: And uh, yeah, it's and you got the whole Pai Mei style character at the start.
1: Yes. Oh, the um, the guys. In, I think he's in charge of the temple, isn't he? Or yeah. Something like that, but um, that I think that that whole scene where he talks to him, unless I'm mistaken, that I don't remember that being in the video. I'm sure there was a couple of scenes when I when I saw when I got it on DVD and later Blu-ray, where I was like, that didn't, that wasn't. I don't remember that scene. I don't know whether it's just because I don't remember them or I do remember a lot of his films were cut, weren't they? Yeah,
0: they had to because they didn't like uh, anything that could be emulated. Yeah it's crazy it you know we got given half-assed versions i mean nowadays it's, it's, it's once a film's out in one market it's, it's hard because to to keep it in that market because if people know of alternative cuts they will yeah. seek out the alternative cuts
1: well, it's almost sort of a cliche marketing strategy now isn't it like here's the dvd with the director's cut you know like that. I mean, that's all that happens now, really, isn't it? Yeah.
0: It's very especially when they want to sell more copies. Especially seeing yeah, down yeah. the line, like The Hobbit or Lord of the Rings. Here they yeah. are, we bought them now, you've got to buy this edition as well, because you've got the extra couple of hours on it.
1: Yeah. But... <laughs> or if you're George Lucas, just change completely scenes.
0: <laughs> yeah. He doesn't do that anymore, it's now Mouse House, and they still haven't released the theatrical cuts. No. but Bruce Lee dresses. He does have how, how you know another way that signifies that he is the hero is he dresses completely different than everybody else.
1: Yeah, he's he sort of he sort of dresses like the similar way he does in the other films, doesn't he? Oh. Whereas I uh, I do like the scene where he's dressed in that sort of black sort of secret agent outfit. Yeah. That, like, that was that's the only time I've ever seen him in the sort of the closest to a Western outfit,
0: I suppose. Yeah, but when, he, when he's fighting, everybody else, and he's been given that suit to wear, he refuses to wear it, where he, even Roper and uh, Williams, they they adhere to what they've been told to do. Yeah. Uh, but he doesn't know, because Bruce Lee, he was doing whatever he could to signify that it's my vehicle, I'm the hero, people are going to watch me. And I, I, it's, it's just brilliant how he puts himself across. Yeah, so the, I mean, I get, I get the impression
1: that, like john saxon and jim kelly went sort of like oh it's it's my like in the land i think that it looks like they all had a good sort of like fun making it yeah. and uh, from interviews afterwards john saxon said it was one of the best roles he ever took and the
0: bit i, I love the bit at the start and you know and i love how blues gets his philosophies uh into his films about how uh you know uh my art of fighting is I, my my style is fighting without fighting, and he gets that yeah. like, guy to go out on the boat, and it's like, yeah, Bruce is now putting more of his teachings into 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 the films.
1: I mean, he did yeah, in uh, some of the others, they but... do come across, don't they? Because I mean, the only thing you want to happen is for that guy to get his ass kicked. Yeah, but he sort of doesn't. He just sort of humiliates him instead. I mean, he does get his ass kicked later, doesn't he? By yeah. I think it's by Roper, isn't it? He fights John Saxon yeah. and Jim Kelly. I can't remember which one it is, but... And he gets sort of beaten. Because it's like a tournament, isn't it? It is. And I think that's definitely stolen by Mortal Kombat, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> the whole island with a crazy old man on it. And, yeah, it's definitely <laughs> the end of the dragon. And, then,
0: yeah, and of course, there's the whole the whole, James, the whole James Bond there. Oh, you can also argue at the end of Street Fighter. You know where you've got the army that comes in at the end? Like they
1: all yeah. go to the the street fight of the movie. Yeah, yeah,
0: definitely,
1: yeah. But uh, and I mean, you even like we were saying about um, Han being like a Bond villain. I mean, um, uh, Williams even says to him, doesn't he? You come right out of a comic book.
0: Yeah,
1: And, like they're acknowledging that he's a, a kind of silly villain, isn't he? It is, but it works. It does. That's why it's such a shame that Bruce was taken from us so early. Because I would love to have seen more Western films where he does, you know, more serious stuff and goes back to his old style of being like the villains weren't sort of hokey and stupid. They were quite scary and they were quite formidable. But you
0: know, this is this was a needed crossover of a movie. I mean, I could imagine, I can imagine uh, Bruce Lee's. Uh, Lee, actually returning for End of the Dragon 2. Oh, I, yeah, definitely. And, you know, that would have been a franchise in itself. Yeah. It would have, but... You know, he died three weeks before the release of, of End the Dragon. Oh, was it that early? Yeah, he died... It, it, it was released in the US just uh, three weeks after his death.
1: So... 74, was it?
0: 73. That oh, was at three. I thought it was four. Three, three. So you know, it's in those four films, you've 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 you got you've got his legacy.
1: Yeah. That's essentially, I mean, I, it's whenever people say, "Like, which film do I get into?" Before when I want to get into Bruce Lee, I just think there's only four. So any of them. Yeah. You know, I mean, there's only four real ones, isn't there? Game of Death is kind of like a real we'll uh, cu- sideshow curiosity, is not it, Really?
0: Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah. One thing we haven't, uh, you know, uh, that we touched on yet is something that I noticed. That you know, uh, some of the uh, Chinese actors that are in the film. Is they've been dubbed in English. So yes. I have I'm the impression that there was probably a version of the film that goes out to the Eastern audience. That actually does have the Americans dubbed, so you know, being a joint production, that yeah, it's and, and I thought that was a fantastic That was fantastic, you know, hitting two audiences at one time,
1: yeah, that was the genius of it, wasn't it? I mean, it was you could tell it was going to be the, the vehicle that made him, yeah, household name, and it was it, indeed. I think it again because he died, obviously, it was the last thing we had from him, wasn't it? But you can definitely tell they were going full throttle for both markets to get it as famous as possible, wasn't it?
0: and 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 they they got it right. Yeah,
1: definitely. Yeah. I, I mean, it's kind of the synthesis of all of his films up to that point for me. That's why it's my. It, it's always the cliche favorite, and I do apologise for having the cliche favorite, but it's like the perfect synthesis of all the other films built into what he could have, what what he did do. Eventually, yeah. as the last thing, wasn't it?
0: Got it. They got it perfect, and
1: yeah.
0: where he would have gone after that, you know, would have been, you know,
1: anyone's guess. I yeah,
0: th- i I think he would have been a director, but I'm, I'm going to leave that to a bit later.
1: So I mean, I always think like, what could have been like? Imagine a Bruce Lee Stephen Seagal film, or you know, Bruce Lee Van Damme. It would just be like you. Just the possibilities are endless, yeah. aren't they?
0: Definitely. Like, I mean. I would have Segal back in the, the day, he, yeah, no, no. Segal's ego
1: wouldn't have let him be beat. I have like no, anybody. No. He wouldn't. Do you want to end part one here? Yeah, I think it's probably a perfect point, isn't it? Because, yeah. I mean, we can sort of tie Game of Death into part two. Him, his, his death and his legacy and that, can't we? Yeah. So uh, this is part one. Coming up, part two. To be continued.